For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. All right, guys, we made an exception today, even though our guest has not went, won a Millie Maker. That's normally our threshold for bringing guests on. We have made an exception for Adam Levitan from Establish the Run. They just launched their golf product, and we are going to talk Masters today, DFS, Best Bets, and maybe where Adam stands on the should grown men wear jersey debate, all on today's episode of Lowell's. I, does he think... I think he thinks goat. this. He thinks this is a goat. Vegas Dave thinks this is a goat. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. <laughs> Type in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. Please, Please don't do bus. Adam Levitan, somehow your first appearance on Lowell's. How honored do you feel? I love Lowell's, man. I listen to Lowell's uh, uh, when I can for my uh, libertarian takes and my uh, and my uh, crypto uh, hardo takes. So yeah, I'm I'm a fan. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we talked to uh, Rufus a few weeks back. That was before you guys had announced the golf product. Although Brian and I were way ahead of you uh, last Wednesday, I had no inside information. I wasn't asking Leone or anything. But uh, we, we saw the Rufus and, and Pete Jennings golf thing from a mile away. Yeah. I mean, you know, to get Rufus to do this, we had to uh, hold him down and, and water torture him. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, besides that, uh, yeah, it's good. I, I, I mean, I, I've been like, like I was working with Rufus on, on golf, just betting his stuff back in Philly. And like, I just like, I love like I just like like to follow golf now like it's crazy I'm like intensely follow golf ever since then and so you know we've thought about other sports and I'm just like if I can't like I, I can't my I can't get my dick to like even like 2.9 inches for baseball <laughs> or, like you know so like but for golf I was actually excited to do it and I, I really really do like it and I think it's really fun and the fact that it's once a week I think like people are growing up you know like our generation is growing up and so I, I like I do this full time and I don't really have time to grind baseball every day you know so like to ask people to do that i think is a lot golf once a week and it's it's a good sweat i just think it makes sense yeah you know? that reminds me brian did you see ricky d's tweet yesterday it's something along the lines of i don't know how or he basically it was something along the lines of it's impossible to just jump in and play nba dfs for a single night like casually it's like you have to be within the rhythms of the season to have any chance of succeeding yeah, if you're obsessed with getting your money in decent, yeah. <laughs> right. But if you don't give a shit, you can play anything you want, right? I mean, we've all degen, right? The 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 I was saying last week too, uh, like hopefully ETR doesn't get any subs on this because it's gonna hurt my bottom <laughs> line with Rufus. But um, I have a feeling Rufus might might make more on this deal than unabated. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's shots unabated, but yeah, I, I you know. I don't think it's gonna be like outrageously popular the the golf Good. uh the golf thing, but it's not like football or anything. But I, I just think it's fun, so I, I'm excited about it. Did you guys get uh pushback on the price point just because it is a bigger price point than some of the other ETR offerings? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I think some people for sure, but when um, inflation, as Brian can talk about, is at 30%, that trickles down to the customer, you know? So, uh, no, I, you know, one thing about golf is it's every week. They, they take like three weeks off. Like these guys are sick. Like they take three weeks off for the entire year. And so it's different than every other sport, which is, you know, football is really only four months, you know? So uh, based on that, I think that the price is, is definitely fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Casey wants to know if Leone and Rufus have talked yet. And are you worried the spreadsheet talk will be too much? Or do you just keep all the virgins sequestered into a single room? <laughs> yeah. They have their own chat where they talk about virgin <laughs> stuff. I actually think, no, the, the, the Rufus, Dink connection is is the strongest because they're they're both like going through like a whole spiritual thing and like yeah <laughs> I, I mean seriously like that that's the real connection for sure really are they uh taking time out of the day for group meditation sessions a little yoga? i honestly think I, I think they've been on multiple mandates in new york before rufus Good. left new york i think they, they've been on multiple mandates so yeah Every time I listen to, you know, I'll listen to him on Bet the Process. He's like driving across the country. He came on Lulz a few weeks ago. He's in some Montana cabin. I mean, I, I, I'm accustomed to this kind of behavior from the rich poker players, but uh, from Rufus, I, I just never would have known. Yeah, man. Find yourself, Pete. Evolve. <laughs> get get enlightened. Jesus fucking Christ. I've been, I've been adding a regular morning yoga practice uh, to my routine. So I'm, I'm on my own journey right now to open up my hip flexors, uh, essentially. <laughs> Pete, you got to gamble for a living for like 12 years and you'd be taking these meditation. <laughs> um, so we are here to uh, talk about masters. Adam, you guys had your show, uh, what, uh, a few hours ago. You feel like you got some, some takes loaded into the chamber here. Yeah. I mean, I, I fired off my, I'm like too afraid to give my tiger woods take on Twitter. Cause of like all the tiger woods fanboys are going to blow back on me, but I gave my tiger woods take and, and yeah, I, uh, I mean, the Masters is not my favorite event for DFS by any stretch because the field is so small. There's like 10 to 15 guys who are drawing dead. So many guys make the cut. It's just more of a crapshoot. I think in these full field stuff, we'll have a, a way bigger edge, but obviously the Masters is a lot of fun. So yeah. Wait, so what's the, I mean, I assume the Tiger Woods take, isn't it always the same? He's over-owned relative uh, to his projection. Um and no. so you can't play him. No, no, no. This is not my, that's not my take. Obviously, he's a terrible player in DFS. That goes without saying. The, the, the take is that the way the media covers this guy, his first comeback was from fucking girls in Vegas. What a hero. Oh, he was, he was cheating on his wife and he's fight. And now he's back. Oh, what a legend Tiger is. He's back. And then the second comeback, he got so hammered and fucked up. And I get it. He has a problem, whatever. He got so hammered and fucked up. He drove 90 miles an hour off the road. He could have killed someone. He's back. What a hero. The guy should be in motherfucking jail. Okay. So anyways, I just want, I, I want to get that off my chest, but, but yeah, I generally, I, I don't have a problem with Tiger. I just hate the way the media covers him. He's obviously one of the best athletes like in the history of sports. So, so yeah, that's just my take. My, uh, my mom watches this show and I know she's going to say that Adam guy, he's really sharp. Cause you just had the exact take she gives me every time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Does that mean uh, Adam has boomer golf takes? Is that what you're saying, Brad? Or, you know, or he just doesn't like people who cheat on their wives, I guess. I don't know. It's not, yeah. I cheat, you know, fuck girls, whatever. You know, if you want to give, like, I, I have a problem with people, like, getting so fucked up and driving. But, like, yeah, like, let's not laud him as, as a hero. And I get he had the back surgery and everything. And that's a great comeback story, you know, but but still. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like I've heard a couple narratives that, like, you know, 
Tiger doesn't, you know, mess around. He only enters this tournament because he knows he can he can win it. Um, are, is is there any truth to to these statements, or is he drawing dead to win this tournament? <laughs> so I was talking to Rufus yesterday, and I was like, hey, I think it'd be good if we like get some Tiger Woods numbers out there, just as like a promotional thing. He's like, all right, I make Tiger nineteen hundred to one to win the tournament. I was like, oh, you mean one hundred ninety to one? He was like, no, no, nineteen hundred to one, and the market is at like sixty to one right now. So like. You know, Rufus makes him 43.9% to make the cut. The market's around like 52 or 53%, you know? So yeah, I mean, we're way lower on Tiger than the field. I did a radio show in DC and the entire station, they were like, hey, Adam, the entire station just bet Tiger Woods to make the cut. That's a good bet, right? And I was like, oh boy, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Brian, you, I was checking you, you posted your ownership on brick75.com. You have him at... 12.6. 12.6. What what do you guys have him at, Adam? So in high stakes, which we don't, you know, we don't do for high stakes. We do for the Millie Maker. DraftKings Millie Maker, we have him around 8%. I think in high stakes, he might be like zero. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, my, same with me. Large field projection there. 12 might be a touch high, but... The, the people that are just running straight off optos are not going to get any tiger, I don't think. So it's just going to be people yeah. hand, hand building, which might be like 8 to 12% of the field for sure. That's Yeah, exactly. At least five in the milli, I mean. Yeah. You would figure. Yeah. So, Adam, I mean, with, with golf, is your is your uh, lineup building process the same as football? You're still tried and true a, a hand builder? Or are you uh, lustful for these optimizers? No, I've been, I, I think MME in golf makes way more sense than football because, like, I actually think that, like, the edge and roster construction in football is like so much bigger. And I just, I get so tilted by the optos if I can't get it to work right in golf. I'm not worried about correlation. I'm not worried about all this other bullshit. It's just like, you know, I'm Xing out guys that I think are overowned, and I'm making some small rules, you know, like, you know, min uh, one guy under 10% projected ownership and then um, letting it run a lot, I think makes a lot more sense than it does in football. Um, I just hate in football doing the MME stuff because like I look at the teams that I get and I'm like, my God, I would never, ever <laughs> fucking make this ever. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's so much easier to MME sports. You don't know inside and out. I'm not saying yeah. you don't know golf. It's no, out, I but it's just like, you know, when we look at football lineups, it's just like, I can't play this. I can't fucking play Denzel Mims. Like we just have such strong takes on every individual player. It's a little easier when I don't know all the, you know, fucking MMA guys to just be like, sure. I'll have 46% <laughs> of that guy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. B, right. B- B. Lusk asked a good question here. What is the bigger comeback story? Tiger's leg <laughs> or lemon? This is my exact point. Should we be like lauding me as some hero? Cause I got a fucking vasectomy. You know I don't I mean? know. It, it was... seems like you're taking lots of victory laps on it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe if you came up with the projections, but Rufus did that. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Is this, is this your first DFS play post vasectomy? Is there a narrative here? <laughs> oh god i played the valero last week so this will be my second golf tournament uh uh without being able to while shooting blanks okay brian is there anything like macro stuff for this tournament that we have to worry about weather any anything like that yeah a little weather and a little um injuries too so like my rule of thumb for injuries is and golf is different than other sports so like in football there's no there's no there's no backup running back who's going to get 25 carries out of the blue in, in, I mean, in PGA, right. There's no equivalent Um, in the NBA, right. Like there's no backup point guard. Who's going to like get 40 minutes like is happening every day now at the, during tank season here. So like that doesn't happen in golf. It's not like because Rom drops out that a 6,000 salary golfer is now all of a sudden going to project to 
you know, have like 10% chance of winning the tournament. Right. So they like the differences are really small. So like if someone, my, the point being rule of thumb is if someone's, if you know, someone's kind of hurting it, there's, there's, it's very easy to fade them for me compared comparatively to other sports. And so this week there's a decent amount of injuries. Like, so Hideki who I touted last week, but then I saw that and I tweeted out that he re-injured his his back in the practice round and set and I completely faded him. Brian, was that the moment you realized you've gone full tout when you felt like you had to offer a disclaimer on Twitter <laughs> to your fault. You said on the show? <laughs> this is your fucking fault. I never wanted to do any of that touting shit. <laughs> so I, yeah, that's my exactly. fault. I don't control what comes out of your mouth. So I'm doing it again this week. No, I'm fade I'm fading Hideki. Uh I'm fading can't I'm just fading all those these injury guys. Answer withdrew last week. Casey withdrew what two weeks ago. And um I'm just I'm just Xing them out. Are you Adam, will you take that heart of stands on injury guys or there's more wiggle room for you? So last week at, at Valero, I X'd out Bryson and Matt Siamma, which was like a no-brainer decision because they were projected to be massively owned because like they were the field was so weak, they were gonna be hugely owned. X them out was a no-brainer. But now, you know, guys like Paul Casey at 5%, I'm not even sure how hurt he is. I, the Bryson one scares me because he's like legit said he's only 80%. It's a hip. Hideki thing, he's withdrawn twice in the last like four weeks. That that one scares me. Answer, I, I don't know what happened to Answer. I still haven't been able to find out what happened to Answer. I think that one's okay. I, I don't know. Like, I think at low ownership, I'm more willing to take chances. When when Bryson and Hideki, like, I thought... I honestly don't know how I didn't win a million dollars last week at Valero. I had the absolute stone up player pool. I X'd out the right guys and I still didn't win. I blame the fucking optimizers. <laughs> Hideki only came in at 11% last yeah. week too. So it's not like super high. If you have some process where it's, you know, this like a, like a big simulation process and you're getting a ton of these guys over the field, then okay, I could see it. But a lot of times most people are just guessing. Right. And if you're just guessing, whatever the numbers are, are pretty sharp. So just like, there's no reason to take that chance. If you know, he's injured, the masters also has more, uh, it's like people are more aware of these injuries than in a Valero or something like that. And so there, I would definitely in those tournaments way more consider fading because not everyone's paying attention as closely, especially in golf. Yeah. Well, one thing I'd also say about, um, uh, the, the injury stuff is it, it's not like football. Like if Jonathan Taylor, like plays through uh, a hurt ankle, like he's like, so still so likely to be, among the top scores on the slate, right? Even if Hideki and Bryson were hundred percent, they were like so far from a lock to be in the optimal anyway. So like, you're not, you're yeah. unlikely to get burned by fading them. You know, like even if Bryson and Hideki were hundred percent, I don't even think they'd be like one of our best plays. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, and and I'm, I'm talking like too, like if, okay, so you like Trey Jones was starting for the Spurs lately and he's been like 70% on in these huge fields, right? Like you could like, like let's say you're just like thinking game theoretically wise, you're a hand builder. You're like, that's a lot of ownership. I could fade him, right? That's so much ownership, but it's really hard because he's so cheap and he's getting so many obvious touches and he's the ball hander that never happens in golf. Right. So it's like, even, even from like a game theory perspective, it's a lot harder. And so you add on that. He's also injured. I don't know. I, I, I lean rule of thumb, but listen, I always, I break this rule and I play some injured guys, but I'm just saying, Rule of thumb, if you're just on the fence of somebody and you can see an ETR, I subscribe to their their golf here. They got a golf injuries page, too. So if you see their name on there, like, I would just fade them. What about yeah. uh, weather, Adam? Any stuff you guys are taking in consideration with that? 
Yeah, we talked about that uh, on the show. The, the thing about the Masters is normally in a golf tournament, guys tee off from the first hole and the 10th hole, and they kind of play uh, like that. I believe in the Masters, Rufus was saying that everybody tees off on one and, and goes off. And so um, you can't think of it in waves as much. You just have to think of it as times. And like it, it Rufus thought that as of now, like around where Justin Rose is teeing off is the best time now based on wind. But, you know, a lot's going to change. And the forecast now is like the rain is supposed to stop early Thursday morning. It's possible they're wrong and, and the rain continues into the morning, which would be uh, a little bit messy too. And so, yeah, I don't think there's a huge weather edge this week, but I think it's something to watch for sure. All right, Adam, we're getting a few questions in here about cash games as far as PJ golf. Someone asked earlier if it's beatable, Joshua asking is golf more of a cash sport than I don't know, or than other sports. What, what's your take on PJ cash? Yeah, uh, I'm playing, but not to the same extent as as NFL. I think the the um, people's ability to make mistakes in golf is way harder than it is in NFL. Like, you know, making a mistake in NFL cash, like if you're not playing like the running back, the 4K running back who's going to get 20 touches, like you're stone dead. It'd be hard for me to find a DFS golf cash lineup that's stone dead. So um, I'm playing, but I- I'm more focused on tournaments. I'm a tournament bro now anyways, man. Come on. Yeah, I forgot to address you as King GPP, bro. Yeah, but please. that would only have been if you won at Valero that I would have addressed you. <laughs> <as such. laughs> uh, Brian, are you are you messing around with any cash? Yeah, uh, not on DraftKings or FanDuel though. Yeah, um, on a site that shall, we shall not name. The uh, <laughs> but the PGA is definitely a a GPP sport to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's lining up to to hand build a Tiger Woods lineup this week. I mean, they're, they're actually not that's not that. true. You can make a mistake in, in cash and golf. If you're playing Tiger Woods, <laughs> go ahead and send me a a game, or I have games posted. You're you're welcome to take them if you if you play Tiger Woods. There you go. If you have Tiger Woods, please scoop me, bro. Yeah. Um, all right. There was another question here. Uh, Ryan wants to know player pool uh for 150 you were mentioning xing out guys not taking on unnecessary risk how, how tight are these pools here yeah shout out to ryan uh i actually know ryan ryan's demands done some work with us uh yeah i, I don't know man i feel like this is like a, a mme bro question <laughs> i kind of just let the projections work themselves out i'm not like limiting my player pool to a certain number of guys i'll x out guys i think are bad plays and then increase the volatility set a couple rules and run it i, I don't know brian probably has a better answer than me for this i mean uh, yeah we've talked about it a bunch of times i'm a you know i'm a slave to the sim so i just copy paste whatever it says i put in there but like if you had the example i always give is the, is the dfs gods came down and gave you like the perfect you know 150 to enter you could easily have like one percent of a guy or just one out of 150 there but if you're doing it by hand or, or you know, you're messing with some sort of op- optimizer randomness or groups and stuff like that, you probably want to, you probably want to X out those. Like if you have like a guy's, let's say 15% owned, you only have one of them, just, just get rid of them. Cause there's so many combos you're playing against there. It's probably not, it's probably not worth it unless you have like perfect, you know, perfect information or a perfect process, which mm-hmm. I guess none of us have, but yeah, for me personally, I just run it. And if, there's one line, one lineup of the guy who's 15% owned. I leave it because I'm assuming what I'm doing is good, but it might not be, but that's what I do. Got it. Yeah. And Adam, you wrote an article, I believe it's free. Yeah. Up here on ETR about contest selection. What's the, the TLDR for people looks like you did some for, if you have a hundred in play and uh 500 in play or some contest you identified that you think would be good. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the, it, I basically use the same stuff that I use for, for NFL. You know, I, people love this article. I, I don't really understand why. Like, it's not, like, complicated, you know? But I guess people don't really, like, think through it. Like, I'm playing – I'm suggesting to people if you're playing, you know, only 100 bucks or only 500 bucks, like, you should – all your money, to me, should be in single entry, should be in smaller field stuff, you know? Like, if I was only playing 100, like, I, I don't know. And, and I was trying to win. Like, I tried to make that point in the intro. Like, this is for people actually trying to win, not people just – trying to have fun you know if you're just trying to have fun play the millie maker um if you're trying to actually win i think the three max is single entry playing some cash stuff like that's just like a better way to give yourself a chance to win and, and to me winning is fun but i get for some people just like the the prayer that they turn 20 into a million is fun also it's not for me i'm just such a sick fuck that like the prayer of turning 20 into a million is like not fun for me at all are do you i mean your contest selection probably different though for NFL than that like are you probably are you maxing the milli for golf but you you don't max the milli for NFL do you oh I don't even play the milli for NFL yeah. but yeah for 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 golf yeah I'll probably max the max the milli but um yeah I I, I I my point was more for the article was just like people who are looking to play smaller you know what I mean looking to play 100 or, or 500 bucks and and have fun by by giving yourself a chance to win you know yeah and I mean I I always Max Regit, they have all those 20 maxes that have pretty big prize pools. I mean, they're essentially the same lotto as the Millie, but you can get 20 in there for 60 bucks or, or 20 yeah. bucks if you don't want to to blast that out. Brian, do you have any uh, favorite contests for this week? No, I just, I entered a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, how much, like if I, we get off this show and I go make some of my lineups, um, how at risk am I of, needing to change things before they all tee off. I mean, I don't think guys withdraw from the masters at the same rate they would the Valero. Right. So, um, I, since I moved here, like the time change, I'm in Denver now, for those of you guys who don't know the, the time change has been great for everything NFL, NBA, except this golf thing. Like I'm waking up at like four in the fucking morning yeah. to make sure that no one uh, got scratched. I think for the masters, it'll be fine. Like I'll be up to make sure, but I think for the masters, it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Weather, maybe, uh, probably not. Um, the, the weather's, the weather's uh, tough in, in golf, like, because there is a, there can be a huge edge, but I don't think this weather looks as extreme enough to give that edge. And it's kind of like, uh, bad on both days a little bit, but like, what if you're wrong? Like, what if the weather comes in two hours late or if they, um, postpone, or, or, or a delay for a couple hours or one out. Who knows? No, Lightning. That was a story at the players. Everybody thought that they had the nut weather wave. And it turned out that when the tournament got like canceled for most of Thursday and Friday, it actually turned out that like the wave that people didn't think was better actually turned out to be better. So like, you don't know, it doesn't look like they're going to cancel any golf here at the masters, but like, you don't know if they cancel golf, everything gets messed up, you know? Yeah. That's the classic DFS bro out leveling thing where it feels like you have a piece of inside information that you're yeah. acting on that the field won't, but it's actually everyone in mass acting yeah. on the same information because it's so widely spread at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all you have to do is go to weather.com and type in Augusta, Georgia, and you're good. You know, it's like, it's not rocket science. <laughs> um. All right. The people are getting restless. They're, they're, they want to get into the, the pure touts oh my here. God. I we're mean, really, we're really touting golf. <laughs> uh, I came, um, I came on, I came on here to make fun of Mans and Brian and talk about my dick and stuff. And now we're talking about the best nine <laughs> K. Here's the thing. Actually, I did want to ask you, I teased this in the cold open because, um, on the show, Brian has rallied against grown men who wear jerseys 
Um, and some people were talking about in the discord and I was like, I'm pretty sure I've in the flesh seen Levitan wearing basketball jerseys. So oh, yeah. give us, give us your take on, on grown men wearing jerseys. Yeah. I think current players is a bit embarrassing. Like these kids that are like 20 years younger than me. Do I really, mm -hmm. do I really need like a, I don't know, like a, a Joe, and Joe Burrow. I actually have a Joe Bur Burrow jersey on my wall. I was wondering that's, where you were that's going a whole, that. <laughs> That's a whole other story, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I have like, I, I actively wear my Jamal Mashburn Mavs jersey. I have a Kerry Kittles Nets jersey. I have a Tom Gugliotta Bullets jersey. Um, I have a Larry Johnson Hornets jersey. I actively wear all those because I think they're just like awesome. But I would not wear like a fucking Chris Stapps Porzingis Wizards jersey. You know what I mean? Checking the ages on these gentlemen. Mm. <laughs> there was borderline. A, I'll actually pull this up. Someone had posted this in the Discord. Larry Johnson's 53. Here you go. This was this was a good uh this is a stand-up comic, Drew Michael here. They're not on the team. It doesn't matter. Like when you care that much about something that's not you, like if you care that much about Star Wars, you're a dork. Everyone calls you a dork. Why don't we call them sports dorks? They do the same shit as a Star Wars dork. They'll go to the game dressed up like the people that they're going to watch. <laughs> How is that different than a Jar Jar Binks costume? It's not. It's the same. To walk into a place like, hey, look at me. I'm Soriano. It's like, no, you're not. You're somebody who gave up on life like 12 years ago and now living vicariously through this dude who's richer than you and you're wearing his work clothes. That's weird. It's um, my bit. I know he yeah. took he took your bit and turned it into a very nice. Well, my bit that I gave on the solo pod that everyone got so upset about was like I was just like I don't understand fans at all. Like I, I and like people got so upset at me. I mean, this was one of the and I've said a lot of crazy shit on the solo podcast. This was the one that actually got the people most riled up. I was like, I don't understand how you can just like root for a team. Like who gives a shit if the Cubs win or or if the or if the uh you know Indianapolis Colts win? Like who cares? You know, and and people got really upset about that. Yeah. I feel 100% the same way. Except, I mean, like if you're under 18, okay, be a fan. You know, you're a kid. Over over 18, you, you're you're pushing it. 18's pushing it. Well, it is interesting because I do think for the most part, like all of us, like DFS has ruined traditional fandom. But to your point, I think there's a lot of people who are still closeted, like diehard tribalistic fans, and they're somehow able to compartmentalize their DFS play with the laundry they root for. But yeah, anytime I floated those takes too, people get very angry. Um, even though it's hard for me to wrap my head around at this point. Yeah. It, it was fun growing up and like me and my friends, like we cared so much about the bullets and the Redskins and the capitals and the Orioles. We went to all the games, we watched all the games together. And like, that was legit fun. It's just, I don't know. It's like, I, I didn't really care that much. I was just, I, I thought that it was fun to just like, root for something with other people and like argue about what trades they should make and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that was fun. You know, now I, whatever. Are you, um, along with DFS, do you, did you make a lot of outrights T10s, T5s, that kind of stuff for the masters? I didn't because, um, we don't get Rufus. Part of the deal was we don't get Rufus stuff till Wednesday morning. And like, for me to suggest that, like, I know what's a good price at top 20 is like absurd. So, uh, no, I didn't make any bets. Gotcha. So he's keeping the kind of the bet portion, you know, so he can, and then the main he's thing still, that he's lending you guys is the model for DFS. He's still betting. Yep. He's still betting. Yep. Gotcha. Um, what about you, Brian? Do you splash around with any of that? Do you use your model and Sims to, for any golf outright? I haven't done the, the P my PGA. I haven't updated that in like six months. And yeah. 
what I do, what I, I mean, now this kind of throws a wrench in my process, honestly, but like, uh, so I'd come up with my own numbers and then I would go through like specific odds I'd be looking for, like matchups and on certain, on certain books and basically try to copy whatever Rufus is doing and whatever is moving. And because, because the, the outrights are one way lines, right? So you can't bet the other side down. So they're not super sharp, but you could kind of, do some tricks to figure out what what he's doing kind of and like in like get your numbers more accurate like directionally accurate because you know as long as i have this guy over this guy uh, uh it depends i guess it doesn't really matter anymore but like depends on how you do your simulation but uh as long as i get it like close enough like i that's fine and i'll be different than the field um but now yeah that he releases them here um I'm not sure how much value will be left in that process. I, I still think that like, and he agrees that like the betting stuff is going to be fine. I mean, I mean, he bets Monday, Tuesday, you know, right. and so like, and we're not putting anything out until Wednesday. So I, I still think, you know, Monday, Tuesday will be fine for people who, who want to bet. And, and he, he obviously thinks so, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was in huge PGA sports better anyways, but yeah, I've, I've, I've dabbled with it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Yes, a couple other people had been asking questions earlier about like in the Millie Maker being unique, leaving, you know, salary on the table. Obviously, the the don't dupe me bro concerns aren't as great in golf, but is there still some consideration to how unique you're being uh beyond, you know, typical cumulative ownership type stuff? Why well, don't Adam why don't you try to answer that while well, I look up last year's Millie Maker. We'll we'll look at the Okay, dudes. here we go. Uh <coughs> I think that as long as you're being mindful of your cumulative ownership, that like you're not as likely as people think to run into dupes. The Masters are a little bit different because the field is so small and there's so many guys that are like drawing dead. So maybe for the Masters, I could see more dupes. But for a normal full field tournament, I, I don't really uh, worry about dupes too much. I'm willing to go up to the full 50K. I, I do think that like in some of these events, like last week, you know, like not filling out your whole salary on purpose, like not because you're trying to be unique, but because that could legit be the best team is to like only spend, you know, uh, 99 or 99 and a half percent of your cap. Like, I, I think that's definitely a thought. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, I, when you look at like even the top 20 golfers, I mean, there's only three guys I'm seeing projected for under 10%. So, I mean, that's still like a, a decent amount of combos of guys that yeah. are going to be used. But that's just why the Masters sucks. Like normally, like in a, in a 144 person field, like you'll have like a ton of guys in single digit ownership that at the top end, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that, that's the poll quote for the show. That's why the master sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian, did you get this pulled up? Nah, I can't find it. it... Well, I'll let you keep looking. So Adam, yeah. give, give people the, what, what is included in the ETR package? 600 buckos. What is it getting me? So you get the, in the projection table, you get base projection. Ohio ready for some quick mental health facts. Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. You get a uh, ceiling projection. You get uh, odds to the cut. Those are all from Rufus. Then we're doing 
projected ownership and the value column, obviously. And then we're doing a show weekly with me and Peter, uh, CSU Ram 88. Rufus is going to join um, as often as he can. And obviously we have the other stuff that we normally have, like uh, top plays and, and the injury report and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I get people think that uh, or understand that it's, it's certainly a lot of money. You know, um, it wasn't going to happen with Rufus without without it. You know, so so yeah, but I, and and I actually think that for the full year, um, and having to make that uh, make odds make cut odds, I think it makes sense. So so yeah, yeah, it's tough too, right? I mean, Brian always talks about this too with you know giving information out. He's always most concerned to you know the the point zero one percent people who could turn into a monster if uh, equipped with that information. Where it's like you, it's hard for the casual person. To justify that, but you also don't want just all these pros and sharks having access to it for yeah. essentially for free. So th- this is a huge problem with the prop stuff because, like, you know, there's a few guys in props that have a huge syndicate, and I'm sure they're betting 10, 20, 50k a prop somehow. Like, I wish I was them and I could find a way to bet that much. But yeah, you know, there's a few guys in there, and they're obviously like moving the market massively for all the guys that are trying to bet 25 or 50 bucks. You know, so yeah, it's it's an issue for sure. I mean, there's there's I mean, we know that there's just like big syndicates that are that are in here betting this stuff for sure yeah there definitely is i know i know of one that uh, talked to me about my props i i did find the info okay you want to you want to screen share you yeah sure um yeah, actually i don't think i can Uh-oh, you, know, you got you got some i don't want to upset uh, fantasy cruncher because it's their data so <laughs> all right just tell us give and us although the, uh, dave the is a reasonable man i'm just not going to take that chance um <laughs> The so the the top three lineups weren't duped, okay, and they all had under fifty k. That does not matter. I mean a ton, but uh, they were just three hundred under, two hundred under, and four hundred under mm-hmm. the 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 salary cap. And then after that, there were some dupes. So there were uh, a five a five man dupe, four man dupe, two man dupe. The highest um, duped lineup. And it, this field's so big, it takes a second. Wow, there was a lot of lineups that were just uh, completely dead. It was 1,500. And so a Millie Maker, like, uh, I don't know, U.S. Open or something like that, the field's so big, you don't have to worry about dupes nearly as much as you do in the Masters. After 1,500, we dropped down to about two, in the 200 range. And so the 200 range, what are we looking? I mean, that sounds like F1, Pete. We're not yeah. F1 thought leaders, but from what we've been looking at, 200 yeah. seems like uh, kind of the top the top there. That's like a really large field MMA will be in that range sometimes, two, three, four hundred. I mean, if that helps anybody uh, for, for the process of duping. But um, it, the, it sucks with PGA because you don't need to worry about it like the vast majority of the time. So I've never built a PGA dupe model. Well, it's, it's kind of a mind fuck, right? Because you don't have to worry about dupes, but you don't want to be sharing the same three players with, you know, 20% of the field either, right? Like you, you want to be able to have different paths to being unique. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, for this, like, I'm sure like one of the most common combos is going to be like Rom and Matt Fitzpatrick or like, uh, yeah. Justin Thomas and Matt Fitzpatrick or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. Those are gonna be like super common. So if you want to think about combos like that, I, I can get behind that. Yeah. I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't go, go crazy though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, mean like, like here's an example. Sorry, Pete, to cut you off. 49.6 no, no. salary, 153 dupes. 
right? Um, oh, this guy just entered. Oh, wow. A couple guys just entered 150. Just dummy lineups. Uh, oh, in the Masters last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. And it's not RBX 88 this time. Empire so. Maker getting a little wild on a no, Wednesday I didn't night. The names. <laughs> but, like, I'm just I'm just scrolling down here through the dupes in the 100s now. All 50,000. All 50,000. 49. 49.9. And then, and then another 49.6. So, I mean, 49.8 still in the 100s. Um, but if you go, if you go like 49, I, I really don't like capping. I like, I don't even want to suggest it. Like, I really yeah. don't like capping, um, salary to avoid dupes in, in specifically in the PGA. Like you could just do a little bit of effort, you know, just something like Adam just said, or just don't do a ROM, uh, 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 Fitz, um, Fitzpatrick. Fitzgerald, Fitzpatrick, um, you know, team and you're going to have, or, you know, a hundred off and a little bit lower salary or something like that. Yeah. Well, and I was, I ran some, a bunch of lineups earlier and like the top 10 or 15 are all using 50,000 or 49.9. They all have somewhere from 75 to even over a hundred cumulative ownership. And then if you start looking like it's not that hard to build lineups that are in like the 50 cumulative range without sacrificing a ton of projected points. So it's like, it doesn't seem like it's that hard to get unique with, with some of this PGA stuff. Yeah, for sure. Just get, just get rid of them. So make, well, if you're going to enter 150, make like 300 and get rid of the top hundred obvious ones that are going to get, you know, something like that. And that might be, that might be a little too much, but something along those lines, just get rid of those obvious ones for sure. Um, but I wouldn't be too crazy, but it is the masters. It's a small field and a lot of the guys are dead. Uh, they're just not going to make the cut. So, yeah. all right, Adam, I'm seeing here. All right. Top five, most popular plays. I'm seeing Justin Thomas, Cameron Smith, Corey Connors, John Rahm, Matt Fitzpatrick. Um, mm-hmm. What's, what's the good chalk there and what's the bad chalk? Oh, I think Rom. I mean, Rom has not putted well, but man, he's just like so clearly the best player to me. And he's been like so good at the masters. I, I don't see how it's not Rom as, as the best play. And it, it's relatively easy to fit him. And that's why I think like a lot of the Rom, uh, Woodland, Rom, Fitzpatrick stuff, Want Rom, Siwoo is, is going to be like really popular. That's yeah. what, that's what I have. I'm, I'm still going, uh, you know, over double the field on Rom. I always, I always have a lot of Rom lately. So you've been getting burned if you've been doing Rom lately. Um, he's probably a couple clicks lower owned than he should be. Like, like, in my Sims, like I have them at like 24%. And like like uh, everyone I'm assuming is, well, you know, 4% on it. What do I have, Matt? You have at 21.2. Yeah. And are we giving out ETR's ownership on some of these yeah, guys? Yeah, we have ROM 22.6. 22.6, yeah. So like he probably should be like 24 in my book, maybe 25. Um, so I, even though he's still over 20, uh, I'm going like 45%. That's heavy. That's he's heavy. a stud, man. He's the best golfer. Adam, do you think you'll have anyone over 40%? Um, probably. You're asking me these MME bro questions, man. <laughs> you just told me you're a PGA MME I bro. I know, I know, man. But like, you know, I don't, I, I don't, yeah. I, I, the way that 
Dink and Brian and these guys think about MME is just like, you know, at a way more advanced level than I think about it. I can, I still consider myself a hand builder at heart. Yeah, that's right. You're like Mark, you, you ignore the projections, you get out your, your pen and paper and you start adding manually tab tabulating yeah. 150 lineups. I make my lineups actually with a notebook and a pen. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. We got to get, we got to get back to uh, our roots here. What, what about you, Brian? Any, anyone else up there? in that that high end if you're so heavy on rom i assume that means you're not going to have much what rory dustin johnson um, um i'm even with the field on a lot of those guys so like um thomas i have 20 percent. rory i have uh let's see here what is his ownership like 17 i can't remember we have we have rory for 15.6 uh ownership and we have thomas for 22.8 okay yeah so close 20 for me for thomas 17 for rory uh, oh, like my, my exposures, uh, what do I have those guys owned at? <clears throat> like, like I'm at 25.5% Thomas. So okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting him. I have him projected pretty highly on. All right. Um, Tyler, now you, you cracked the door open to the Sims, Brian, and now Tyler's going to try to kick it open. He wants to know where Victor Hovland is in the Sims. Oh, uh, that's behind the paywall side. No, um, <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm kind of low on him. Let me see here. Yeah, we you have, have him projected I, for eleven percent. What do you guys have him at? Adam? Yeah, we we have Hovland eleven point four percent owned, but we, we have him as a, a pretty good play. We have sixty eight point seven DraftKings points on him, which is which is strong. I mean more I, than I'm, we have Hovland for more than Cantley. Let's put it that way. Ooh. I'm slightly under the field. I have eight percent. Okay. Um I like to call him Big Dick Vic, by the way. Really? Is there uh is it just a, a, a beautiful rhyme or is there some, you know, locker room story with that? No, one? I don't have a locker room story, but I, I do think he's all he's awesome. I, I like I like Big Dig Vic. There you go. Um I do have nineteen percent Cantley, so yeah. Okay. I like Cantley. Yeah, we have yeah, Cantley. I Cantley is really good. Let me see what we have. Oh, we have Cantley for sixteen percent ownership, but we have him for sixty seven. 0.1 points, which is, you know, just a, a tick below uh, Hovland. But he is cheaper. I mean, Cantlay is 9,500 on on DraftKings. What do you guys think of uh, Tyrell Hatton? He looked good to me from like a projection ownership perspective. Yeah. We have a massive Hatton projection. We, ha we have Hatton for 61 DraftKings points at 12% ownership, like one of the best values on the slate for us. One, two, three, four, like seventh best value on the slate. One thing Rufus brought up today was like, Hatton can get tilt his fucking face off. Like if, if Hatton hits like a bad shot, he could have like three bad holes in a row, you know? And so, uh, you know, but if he gets it going, he's, he's, he's certainly good. Actually, Adam, that reminds me, I don't know if you caught, uh, probably not the tail end of club top shot last night, but we did a lot in thanks for what Jennings would shoot at Augusta. If he drank 10 beers, two hours before he teed off. Well, I mean, that's a lot of beers in two hours. Seriously, and and why why do you have to include that? I mean, he from what I can tell, Gus is so hard that like really good golfers shoot in the hundreds. Well, here's the thing, Peter. First of all, said actually Augusta isn't that hard. Okay. Uh, it, then he said he would shoot a one fifteen there, and then we pinned him on it, and he was like, "Yeah, I actually didn't factor in the alcohol at all. I'd probably shoot a one fifty. <laughs> it was like, yeah, the alcohol is a big part of it. I mean. I get people don't think that Augusta's hard because like you can hit it like you can drive it anywhere, right? Like there's no like rough and trees and stuff like that or not as much. But I don't know, man. It just 
the greens just seem so hard. I, I, I couldn't even imagine making a putt. Is, is Peter and, and co trying to turn you into a, uh, IRL golf bro. Out there yeah, I've, I've, I'm staving that off. I mean, if I have five free hours, which I never, if I, if I have five free minutes, let alone five free hours, there's no <laughs> fucking way I'm gonna go out there and tilt my face off playing golf. You know, it's just, there's just no way. Not to mention that Pete's trying to get you to gamble on it too. And you know, he's getting it in good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm focused on my tennis game right now. I have like a, an actual legit, like very high stakes tennis match coming up. So I've been playing two or three times a week. Is this the rematch with the guy that got you the first time? Yeah, yeah. He got me the first time. And I, he was just, the next time I saw him, I, I was he was talking so much shit. I was like, fine, give me 10 to 1. He was like, okay, booked. So, oh, we're, holy we're booked. That sounds like a good motivation for you to train. Yeah, it's good. I, I just, I love playing. I love playing, yeah. So have you been working with a, a trainer? Yeah, so um, just like a fan, like reached out. He was like a college tennis coach. And, and yeah, um, he lives out here. So yeah. Game's in good shape then? We're getting there, you know, uh, with the, the, the vasectomy, uh, kind of put a damper <laughs> in my training because, uh, my balls were hurting so bad that I couldn't really train. So, but hopefully we're back. Did maybe the, did the guy know about the vasectomy when he agreed to 10 to one? Was that part <laughs> of his thesis? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> does, does, does a vasectomy change like your draft strategy in football, like a low T to a high T <laughs> thing or anything like that? Oh, feel man. like you don't like running backs anymore. Uh, I never liked running backs, but yeah, oh. I mean, I don't know, man. The, the funniest part of it is like a few people have asked me the same question. They're like, so where does it go? Right. Because like, I get that. Like, cause like, it's still like when you come, like shit still comes out. Right. But like where, <laughs> where, where, cause they don't kill the sperm. They just kill like the, the tube that the sperm goes through to come out. But like, where does it go? And like, I asked the doctor and he was like, yeah, don't worry. You know, your body just, absor- <laughs> your body just absorbs it. I was like, all right, man, you know, it's a wild thing. It was like, gotta these, go somewhere. it seems like those were the questions you'd actually want answered. And instead it sounded like he just wanted to talk to you about the Denver wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an outrageous, I, I hope he didn't listen. Cause he's a really nice guy. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to give him a hard time and I'm probably gonna have to go back, but, but yeah. Oh, did, was he, was he aware of the podcast? I don't think so. I mean, that, that was like, uh, one of my favorite comedians, Chris Gethard, did a whole stand-up show, and a lot of it was about some conversations he had with his therapist, and he was kind of painting her in a silly light. <laughs> She's like front row at the first <laughs> the first show, and it's like, I can't imagine how painful that would be. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, yeah. I, and, and now, like, I actually found out maybe like eight months ago that my dad has been listening to the solo pods, and like, yeah, that was a whole other thing, too. So, yeah. I don't know. And my kids are like searching for it on YouTube. It's a whole thing. This, this, whole, <laughs> this whole solo pod thing might have to be done soon. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> solo pod after dark. Um, it's the, the one time you bring the solo pod behind the paywall just so your kids can't see it. <laughs> um, all right. Rick asking an interesting question here. As a golf noob, who are some of the absolutely dead golfers this yeah. week? There's a lot of boomers yeah. in the yeah. field. Uh, there's guys who are like, I'm not exaggerating, like 70, 75 years old. Uh, Sandy Lyle. Larry Mize, mm-hmm. Jose Maria Olathabal, VJ Singh, Mike Weir, Fred Couples, Bernhard Lager, Tiger Bobby, Woods, Tiger Woods, Patty Harrington. Uh, yeah, I mean, those guys are for sure dead. And there's some guys I've never heard of that are probably dead too. Aaron Jarvis, Laird Shepard, James Piott. I don't know. That's the, that's the thing that's shitty, man. Like, 90 people in the field, 20 are dead, 50 make the cut. It's like a WGC event, you know, one of these no cut events. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel good though, getting a lot of your golfers through because that rarely happens. So yeah. no, I did good. 
That's the best reason. The best reason to 150 in, in golf is that you guarantee yourself some six of sixes just because like it feels so bad to get none, no six of sixes on the slate. It's definitely not a guarantee, I'll tell you. <laughs> what about on the other side, like dumpster diving, sub 7K guys um, that you like? Because to me, it seems like the biggest consideration for sub 7K and similar to any DFS sport, you don't want to eat super cheap chalk when they have mm. a high chance of failing so any guys you like way down there it, i don't know if he's going to be chalk but i think gary woodland at 6900 is like probably my favorite cheap play um we have him for 11 percent. i don't know what brian has him for but i, I feel like if he's 11 percent, i'd i'd want to be way over on on gary woodland but i i don't i, I don't feel great about our i think if anything our, our ownership prediction there is too low and then i'm sure people are gonna be on siwoo also we have siwoo for 16 percent. he's he's 7100 I'm, uh, yeah, I have 30% exposure to Woodland. So I agree with that. Uh, I haven't projected like 11.1 ownership, but like the, the guy probably who's lowest owned down there in that race that them over the field on is, uh, Eric Van Ruin, your lineups. So <laughs> what, what's he priced at? He's 67, 67. Yeah. 67. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're trying to reverse mush him with that nickname. Yeah. Well, yeah, that or Eric Van Ruin your day. One of the two. Either <laughs> one works. There you go. You have it teed up when it hits. Um, all right. I tweeted that out like six months ago. So that's a recycle joke. Yeah, just go ahead and retweet your own tweet. You know, it always works to get it back in the circulation. Um, before we build a lineup, Max wants to go to Adam for life advice, maybe fresh off of his conversation with Ashley Jennings. He says, what should I do for my girlfriend's B-Day, which is today? Can I just give her cash? <laughs> If I buy something, we'll probably just get returned because I didn't get a good deal. Can you imagine giving your girlfriend cash? What a ridiculous question, Max. <laughs> Any, what, 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 what should Max do? Um, Ashley is like, this is like, Ashley, she wants this to be her thing. Like she wants to help guys give girls gifts. So I would honestly tweet at her because she'll, yeah. she'll, she'll, she'll respond. My advice on gift giving is always like experiences rather than things, you know, like take her to a concert or take her to, uh, I, I don't, I told the story in the solo pod, but one time for Valentine's day, uh, we went to, I found some like aphrodisiac dinner. So like you go to this dinner and you sit down and they're feeding you like fucking, you know, like clams and like talking about vaginas and stuff like that. And like, you know, eggplants and like all this like phallic stuff. And that, that was a cool experience, you know? So I always think experience is better than, than the actual gift. Max, why don't you load $100 into our DraftKings account? You guys <laughs> sit down and you guys each together build a lineup. That's an experience. <laughs> yeah, Tell her you just bought the new ETR golf pro- projection. For <laughs> you can split them though. It was too expensive. So <laughs> that, is, that was always like growing up, you know, when you're, I feel like my brother used to always do this when he was little, where he'd just like give you the gift that he wanted. Like he just bought, he'd give me oh, yeah. DVDs that he wanted. I'm like, I didn't even want these. Um, I think that's the play you get the etr golf sub you could uh, you could give her the give her the money first as a bit see how she reacts and then have a real <laughs> gift from uh, from behind just a little note don't spend this all in one place uh like what? what yeah see how that goes um all right as is uh tradition on this show when we do uh a golf show we uh build a lineup um we have to get adam's gpp cash shell um you know revealed here so this one's on me boys 15 dollar million right. acre we'll split this three ways 
But Adam, you have to be prepared. A move that Brian sometimes does on here is mm -hmm. he's like very withholding of what, like he wouldn't want to put John Rahm in this lineup because mm -hmm. he'd be worried about mushing his, his real mm -hmm. 150 set. And so I have to fall on the sword with my lineup here. Um, that's a good point. By the way, I, while I was here, I, I meant to ask you what's going on with, with man's have you like killed him yet? Or, or like, I, I know we talked about this last time I saw you on the show, but I feel like a great bit would be like doing a huge YouTube video, like a scripted one where you actually kill man's. I mean, trust me, I thought about it, but if I would have killed man's, would he have been able to come back for an NFT rug pull Adam? So, you know, <laughs> uh, no, there, you know, man's he's chilling. He's chilling. Lots going on. You know, he's you know, a busy guy. He's if kind you of top one-ish. Yeah. If you are planning on killing him, you got to tell me first so I can buy some of the man's going NFTs. Yeah. That, that's what he's skyrocket. Going yeah. Um, that reminds me, Adam, I did, did I tell you I, I got big time by Tom Dwan at a, party at jeremy's party in la for the super bowl weekend no yeah he was at the same party i was like no fucking way he was walking back out and i was like you know i'll just say hi to tom just like a real quick thing he's like actually i gotta go uh do something outside just Does like he... walked right by me but didn't didn't he also screw you because like it wasn't ba gonna hook you up with him in vegas yeah. when we were there yeah, that was when we were out for gambling Olympics and BA's like, oh, I'm having lunch with Dwan at some hotel. He's like, you want to come over here? I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like getting in the cab to come over. And he's like, actually, I think Tom got spooked and he bailed. Yeah, he's scared of you, dude. You're like a, you're like a freak, uh, one of these freaks. He, he, he's scared of you. <laughs> I know. I thought I presented as a fairly normal person, um, but I guess I, I wasn't a hot chick. By the um, way, I, I got it. I'm sure you, Brian doesn't know this story. I, Brian, do you realize that Pete punted off 16 Ethereum of uh, uh, 16 Ethereum for bit equity? Are you familiar with this story? I don't think so. so when, when, we, when we were selling when we were selling the punk, I was like, oh, you know, if we want to list it, that's cool. We should list it for 185. And Overzet goes, no, 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 no. We got to list it for 169.42. And of course, it turned out it snap sells. Later sells. It like did a, snap sell. And, and it was it, a it, couple it, weeks. And it, and and of course, it goes for a zillion later. I mean, obviously, we would have gotten the one eighty five. I mean, you know, sixteen. What what's sixteen Ethereum when you can make a joke about one sixty nine four twenty? <laughs> you know, how rich is this guy that he's just punting off sixteen Ethereum uh, such, for, for a fucking bit? It was such There's, a good joke. He didn't even mention it on the show. <laughs> I mean, true to form. I mean, the only reason I went in on the punk was for a bit uh, anyways. So, I mean, the entire punk has been a bit uh, down to Pete tax harvesting one without telling us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's build a fucking light up right. to close this out. Uh, at Adam, least, you, at you least you convinced them to get into the punks, man. I'm just sitting here holding this, this top shot bag. <laughs> oh, no. I know Brian and I should have gotten in on a punk instead of a fucking Jokic cosmic dude's yeah. going to win back-to-back -back MVPs and the thing hasn't budged. <laughs> <laughs> um, we like sports. All right. <laughs> All right, Adam, who's it going to be? So I, I think like the most common like construction build is going to be stars and scrubs, like uh, yeah. for sure. And so I'll start with a balanced guy. I really like, I think Sam Burns at 8,600. We have him for 12% ownership. I could see him coming lower than that like sam burns is like legit very 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 good at golf and like i don't think it's crazy to think he can win at 8600 so like if we're trying to do a balance build i think sam burns is, is a good place to start all right brian are you uh, uh, are you on board for a balance build here yeah how about uh so in that range i like webb simpson and joaquin neiman can you i don't know their salaries can you scroll down 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm off the top of my head. Are you familiar with the Tiger Woods Neiman narrative, Brian, that uh, uh, Neiman as a young 23 year old, he's playing with Tiger. He's going to be so overwhelmed by the spotlight that he's going to shit his pants and not play well. I haven't heard that narrative. No, <laughs> I could, he, he's my guy though. Neiman. Let's see. Are there more narrative streets in NFL DFS or PGA DFS? I'm sure there's good ones in PGA. As, as we move along, I'm sure I'll, I'll find some more. You know, the the uh, Dustin Johnson, I was fucking Paulina last night and didn't show up for the tournament narrative. Uh, stuff like that. I'm sure, we'll, I'm sure we'll find some. All right, Just, Brian. Let's do Neiman. Let's do Neiman. All right, Neiman. We're going to debunk. Tiger's going to withdraw mid-round. Um, I already threw out this guy that I thought looked pretty good to me and we're going with the balance build. So I'll go Hatton here, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as well. Uh, back to Adam. Hmm. Brian, what do you think about Spieth's ownership? Because like everybody who just like casually follows the masters knows that Spieth has like the most outrageous course history. We uh, Rufus obviously has that like baked in, like he says significantly, like he has Spieth projected way over his baseline. Thanks to course history. But we still don't have him as like a standout, absolutely fantastic play. We have him as a very, very good play, but not like absolutely through the roof. And we only have eleven percent ownership on him. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I like ten percent ownership, and I'm I'm slightly over. Okay, thirteen percent my exposure. Yeah. If if he's going to come in ten or eleven, I think Spieth is a play for sure. All right, let's do it. I'm playing him. So that leaves us seventy seven hundred for our last two spots, uh, Brian. Anyone you're liking down in well, this? Well, then, then Web Web makes sense. I could get both of them in there, and he was like seven something, right? Yeah, seventy five. And then that All leaves right. me with seventy nine hundred. Uh, answers hurt. Our Sorry. best, our best play there is Henley at Henley, yeah. But yeah, All right, and Fitzpatrick's going to be the higher on one. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have Fitzpatrick 18% owned and, and Henley 14%, but I, I could see Fitzpatrick getting higher. And if you want to be a man and put this in something higher stakes and smaller field, I would definitely go Henley over over Fitzpatrick. Okay, will you, Adam, tell the audience, and sometimes you have to really beg um, not to dupe <laughs> us, bro. Is this for in the millie? Yeah, this is going in the millie. Yeah. So you, you have to do some big begging because our equity will go down if anyone's tailing this. Uh, do you look through the CSV after the contest locks and identify the people who duped you and go find them? Yeah, and then I block them from the YouTube channel and I hunt them down. <laughs> Clay, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, do not dupe us. Just let us have a little fun. We try to do one nice thing for you, and then I'm gonna have to go stare at this lineup all week with a 26 lineup train on it. I mean, come on. Um, Adam, thank you for uh, for swinging by today to reveal your cash shell for the Masters. Definitely check out uh, ETR's new golf product they got the pot up today with rufus and csu rammies anything else i'm forgetting adam no man honored to be here thanks guys keep crushing on the show and uh yeah i assume you'll be working on your usfl uh cash game shell here shortly <laughs> oh yeah we're gonna be cooking i mean it seems you guys are gonna roll something out here right cody i mean cody's that's what you charge. hired him to do cody's in charge and and he's incredible and yeah we'll, we'll be on it uh uh for sure I, you know i feel like there's not as much buzz for usfl as there was for xfl i feel like like legit vince mcmahon and like the rock and shit like that like help the xfl but every single usfl game is on national television either fox nbc it's fucking crazy man how they get these tv deals and so i think it'll actually be pretty popular just because it's on national tv yeah and they're gonna have that they're gonna try to do the f1 playbook get that documentary yeah. series rolling so maybe that will uh 
you know, there you go, Max. That's your, you have her start watching the USFL documentary with you. And then it becomes a thing you guys can bond over every weekend. Um, Let's see. Wow. Thank you at the dynasty. Little tip here. Not even planning on playing fantasy golf, but it's been a while since I hung out with you live. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Brian, you have ownership up as well on brick75.com. Anything else on your end? Cody reminds me we have Cody on our show on Saturday. Oh, yeah. We're doing uh, our little 200, 200th slash 100th anniversary show. Watching MMA. Got a bunch of bros coming. Uh, Alex is hopping on. Cody's hopping on. Um, John, John Kelly's going to be our yeah. MMA guy. And then we're going to have uh, Greg Ehrenberg and uh, Adam Sure Should my money coming too. Um, Pete, yeah. Yep. So that'll be 9 p.m. I think we're going to go live. Pretty good UFC card. We're going to have some games, some giveaways, uh, just have some drinks yeah. and shoot the shit. So that will be fun. Yeah. We're giving away an Osmo sub. I think Alex said we could do something like that. I got some NFTs. <laughs> some uh, top shots. You, really <laughs> you guys can just fucking have them. Oh, yeah. it's like, I talked to my God. <laughs> I got a Jokic Cos- Cosmic. You guys just take it. I yeah. talked to my accountant and they and they they won't let me uh um what's it called right off that giveaway we did. What? I need I, to find a new accountant. It's, no, trust me, these guys are fucking good. They're <laughs> <laughs> like the best in Chicago, trust me. Um, but um yeah, they won't let me fucking write it off. It was like forty five hundred bucks too. Goodness. Dude. Well, thank you for your service, Whatever. Brian. Uh, oh, wait, so now I'm not giving away top shot. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> he's only doing things for tax purposes. It sounds like he's doing nice, but because <laughs> I like you. No, 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 no. We're doing a little tax harvesting on Saturday. Um, all right, guys, thank you for hanging out. We do this show uh, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern stream it on Brian's Twitch as well as here. Appreciate Adam swing by, check him out at ETR and the new golf product. We'll see you guys next week. Good luck this weekend. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.